especially because you know the the bands that I've been in have been really heavy death metal crazy yeah. shit nice. you know where where I'm just like growling screaming yelling <laughs> you know it's not you know it's really really heavy really really just like balls out yeah animalistic and then you know then there's here's my poetry you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hello and welcome to stories the true and the fictional as you can tell from the slightly different style of music this is going to be a slightly different style of episode it's something we call story chat where we sit down with an author a filmmaker or any kind of storyteller really and talk to them about their life and their work in a real fun and laid-back way. So sit back, relax. Unless you're going for a jog, then run faster. It's story time. Hello guys and welcome to this episode of Story Chat. Before we crack into it, let you know that this episode is sponsored by Rebecca Castles and the Rising Dawn series. Check it out on Amazon um, in Kindle and paperback. Um, but on today's show, we have with us all the way from Queens, New York. Um, no, it's not Spider-Man. It is <laughs> Michael Centrone. Yeah. Sorry to disappoint everybody. <laughs> That's right. Thanks for coming on, Michael. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And then then on a side note, yeah, Spider-Man is one of my favorite Marvel superheroes. He's one of the few titles that I still collect to this day, actually. Excellent. Awesome. Well, he's, he's also behind us. Yeah. So. I know. I see him. <laughs> Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah. It's all yeah. New York behind you. Yep. Um, that, that was an accident, by the way. I didn't plan. <laughs> I didn't run around collecting all my New York stuff. I just, just... Serendipity, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it was planned. Um. Yeah, so what do you say we crack into these icebreakers? Let our audience know about a bit about you before we talk about your books and your life and stuff. So, um, Brian, do you want to get the first one? Yeah, sure. So this this year you can you're more than welcome. We tell our guests that they can give us two answers to this. If you want to give us the answer that you know that that the the political answer and then your personal answer, you can be as selfish as you like. Uh, <laughs> if you could get rid of one thing in the world, what would it be? Polit uh, political answer okay uh i would have to say industrial agriculture mm -hmm. <laughs> you know and, uh, <laughs> just because um you know i i i feel like you know the the whole power dynamic of, of society and, and civilization it just comes down to food production and who controls the food so yeah. I'd rather see our species be more self-reliant when it comes to food production and um, industrial agriculture is pretty much, you know, a small group of people can get to run the show and the rest of us have to depend on them. So um, I guess that's my political answer. If you want yeah, to yeah. say, I, I agree with that. Yeah, agree with that. Um, and uh, personal answer. I'm not that big of a fan of Bruce Springsteen. Mm. All right. All right. So, um, <laughs> If yeah, if, if maybe like his music was erased from the history books, that 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 would, that would be real convenient for me. I okay, know. well, Michael, we've got a surprise. We've got a special guest joining us. It's Bruce Rick. No, no. no, just just kidding. No. Yes. <laughs> All right, the boss is here. Yeah, yeah I, I I don't think we have that kind of pull yet, but um, yeah, maybe one. <laughs> yeah, I've never I've never been I've never been a, a massive Bruce Springsteen fan. Uh, yeah. The E Street Band, I don't mind because it gave us Steve Van Dan, who's one of my. Yeah favorite actors so um i'm quite happy with that but yeah look it's it's i think bruce yeah. springsteen's an either you love him or you hate him it's not and it's not even anything personal like with with his personality or anything it's it's strictly the music and his voice it's just something it just does something to me when i when i'm exposed to it it's like my kryptonite man i, I, can't, <laughs> I can't take it uh, I feel that way about James Blunt. Oh yeah, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to respect him because he he was like, wasn't he like a, a black ops special in oh, the Bosnian yeah, yeah. army or something? It was like a that? tank, a tank commander. James Blunt yeah. was a tank commander. I, I mean, mean, we can respect that side of him, but we just don't have <laughs> yeah. to respect the your beautiful. So it's, it's, yeah, it's 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 just his music, man. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Well, I, I humbly support both those answers. So well done, Michael. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right um let us know what's on your bucket list bucket list my bucket list um a couple of things i mean 
I've I've traveled to a lot of places, you know, played in, in a few different countries, you know, through music and stuff. And um, I still have yet to visit Japan. And I've always really wanted oh, to visit yeah. Japan at some point. Um, you know, I, I, I know a lot of people that are from there, uh, some that live here in the States and um, just just doing like just seeing, you know, pictures and 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 documentaries on 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 the landmarks and and the nature that's over there it's just i've always been intrigued you know to to, yeah. to, to check it out at one point um yeah and then yeah and a more like a personal level my bucket list i want to achieve kind of what i would call subjective autonomy and that is to actually you know earn a living contributing work that i'm proud to contribute to the world <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. i mean that's so i've been dream, yeah i've been pretty much you know for the most part um working you know these these dead end soul-sucking day jobs you know yeah. throughout my life and i've never really had an extended period where i've been paid enough you know contributing the skills and, and my creative talents that i'm proud of and so I hope one day soon to to accomplish that before I die. At least you know, at least to to, to feel how that feels. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think I think that's that's you know anyone who's creative like my, myself and Jamie have both been in bands. We're in bands for for many 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 years, like yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, and obviously Jamie's a writer and stuff. And 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 to even to to get that small bit of success where you could go, you know, what well, I could take six months off work because yes. what i'm making and what i'm contributing my music or my writing can fund me for six months you know what mm -hmm. i mean like that even just a small amount like that for yeah. me personally that'd be I, I could i'd be happy with that you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i've had i've had like real minimal tastes of that freedom you know doing some tours yeah. uh with with my bands in the past but you know it's it was just a real small little taste you know just that that taste of like fear but um excitement at the same time where like there's no safety net anymore you're, yes. you're basically like out in the wild you know and yeah i, I definitely want to kind of get that feeling again and more and kind of like extend on it it is it, it it's it there's something about you know having that fear like you were saying of, of, of where there's no safety net you don't have a job but it, it i find it fuels like it, it fuels the fire a lot more Mm -hmm. um you know but you've got to you know at the same time you've got to be smart at the end of the day you know we've all still got bills to pay we've got rent to pay you know you don't want to be out on the street and hope that, i hope for you that you do get a chance to experience that success very that, soon thank you thank you man yeah it's it, it was gonna i just turned 40 years old on monday and that was pretty much my birthday wish yeah i was just like you know i, I spent i spent the majority of the first half of my life in indentured servitude and i'd look to spend <laughs> the second part you know, in freedom, finally. Yeah. You know? yeah. I think that's, I think that's probably one of the best answers to the bucket list question we have actually <laughs> had because only because I, I feel it like I, I, you know, for many, I was in my band for 20 years and, and we never got to that stage where, yeah. you know, we could, we could, you know, stop our day jobs and everything. And that's mm. fine because we created music and it was, we, you know, we had a core fan base and I never would have met people like Jamie if I, if I didn't do it. And, yeah. right. you know, I'm very happy with that, but yeah, I, I, a small part of me just wishes we'd taken that next step and and been able to say you know what music is now my job and yep. i would never work another day in my life you know what i mean because when you do what you love you never work a day in your life so mm. right. I, I can i think we can definitely relate to that bucket list so that's totally. very many people can yeah definitely um, you know and it's just it, and if, i can't imagine what the feeling would be like when you can finally do that you know i yeah. it's just and it, and I mean, for me at this point, you know, I don't even need to do anything that's super extravagant. I don't even need to be, you know, quote unquote, famous or well known. I'd be yeah. perfectly happy. I'd be perfectly happy being, you know, just a regular old Joe on a writing staff somewhere, yeah. you know, don't need any social media. I just have my job. I get my assignments and I'm writing and I'm, you know, and I'm learning and, and I have passion for my work. That's more than enough for me, man yeah and that's good point. i mean it's it and, and if you keep pushing it will happen you know have faith and yeah. you know it, 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 good things happen to good people and that's all you got to do 
So I think that's a solid answer. And I feel really bad about my next question because um, this is a question that I like to judge a lot of people of. And if you've listened to any of our other episodes, yeah. I can be quite harsh. And, and you asked before, you know, are we allowed to swear? And this is where I like to take it yes. to that next step level. Now, this one, again, is another one where we can split into two parts. It doesn't have to be, you can say what the greatest one is and what your favorite of all time is. That's totally fine because... I have, I have one where I think is the greatest, but it's not necessarily my favourite. So yes. in your opinion, what is the greatest sitcom ever made and what is your favourite, your go-to? They both have to be Seinfeld for me. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love I, Seinfeld. I think, yeah. Um, then again, really the the one show, sitcom, that, that had me laughing out loud the most when I watched it was Chappelle's show. Yep. And that, you know, that was only, what, two or three seasons? Three but, seasons, yeah. But, you know, the quality of, of that show, I, I, I would, you know, I would, it, every, each and every skit basically would make me laugh out loud at some point. Yeah. It's just, I couldn't, you know, it just couldn't fight it. But I think, yeah, when, when you, when I talk about like overall, just mastery, a masterpiece, it's Seinfeld for me, man. And I can I can turn any life situation into a Seinfeld reference. <laughs> it never fails. You know, that we all know a low talker. We all know a close talker. We all know people <laughs> like, like we all know wacky neighbors like Kramer. And, and yeah. Those those trivial situations on Seinfeld that everybody comes across in their everyday life. And it just yeah. I can get reminded of Seinfeld situations basically like every day inadvertently. Yeah. So I think that's, that's the main part of the genius behind that show. And, and we do get, we get a lot of people who say Seinfeld and I do agree. It's just funny how a show literally about nothing could yeah. be so popular. <laughs> and so, and look, it still holds up. We finally got it out on Netflix out here and I yeah. watched it again recently and it, it still holds up. It still gives you laughs. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, even though it was, oh, like at least 10, 15 years ago when the first season came out, it's still well, more than up. that. Yeah, probably Longer more than that. that. Yeah. It, and, it, and it can... ended in yeah, it ended in 98. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay, so a lot longer. But <laughs> but when you watch it, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like, no. like as you said, situations yeah. that can be brought into your life, something that happened yesterday. Yep. You know, yep. so I and Chappelle show, I'm all across that's one of my all-time favorites. I just yeah. it's we finally got again, that's something us. Aussies are lacking to you guys in the States. We finally got it on Netflix about six months ago. <laughs> yeah. I, I had it on DVD. That's how much I ordered it Me from too. the States. Yeah. And um, oh, just that man is just a comic genius. And I just, uh, you're right. Every single skit, there's not one boring skit on any episode. No. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, look, you have passed that question with flying colors. <laughs> and um, awesome. You know, the, awesome. the interview will continue on. <laughs> I avoided, yeah, I avoided some heated confrontation. That's cool. Exactly, exactly. So well done on that. Well, speaking of speaking of heated uh, confrontation, do you have a zombie apocalypse plan? Honestly, beyond grabbing a baseball bat and just you know giving it my best shot, I, I haven't really thought too extensively about that. I definitely would. I, I'd say like the first thing that would cross my mind is just to kind of round up the family. Yeah. And. Uh, and just take it from there, see see what the situation is. I mean, if they're like the really quick moving ones, uh, I mean, it, it's going to be real tough. But yeah. if, but if but if they're like you know the Walking Dead kind of zombies where they're just like meandering, and we might have you know a better chance of of surviving at least longer. Mm. You know, just just with like uh, basic weaponry. Plus, you know, I, I'll I'll also you know kind of like link up with with friends that i know that have firearms and stuff mm -hmm. you know that that'll come in handy also mm. so it's just like yeah it's just like strategically planning who my tribe will be who who you know so you're, you're hoping for more of the walking dead zombies rather than 28 days later zombies that yeah like crazy yeah then yeah then we'll have somewhat of a chance <laughs> i like it i like it uh, solid answer. All right. The last one. Now, this is um, this is uh, Mr. Elon Musk has given you a call and he said, look, Michael, this is a one time offer only. I've just developed an ele electronic time machine car. It's got one use and I'm going to give you a watch where you can push a button and it'll bring you back to the exact time that you left. 
where do you go, what do you do and where do you go? Um, so, so I'm going back somewhere and, and, and I can come back from there. Yeah. You can go forward, you can go back and you've got to watch that. You can push the button. It will bring you back to the exact same moment that Elon Musk offered you the time machine. So, so theoretically you could punch Hitler and then poof. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) If you had no worries about, um, you know, any, any, any issues being caused by your traveling, there's none of that. When you hit that button, it erases everything that you've done. Really? And you go back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not no, you still yeah. got the memories. No. But it erased if you say, for example, if you did go and punch Hitler and ended up killing <laughs> yeah. him, that will be erased. You could just that would you would just have the memory knowing that you had punched Hitler and killed him. So yeah. Um uh, I'd say uh, man, I kind of have two answers. Yeah, you know? give us both. Um we're not Joe I Rogan. Would... You can you can give as many answers yeah. as you want. <laughs> I would definitely be intrigued to go back, you know, to, I'd say like the early 1900s when, you know, when baseball was kind of like really hitting like, like the Babe Ruth era baseball, just like catching, catching a Yankee game and, and, you know, watching Babe Ruth play, or maybe like the, the game where he allegedly called his shot, you know, in the world series against the Cubs, that'd be cool to see just to kind of like, solve that mystery once and for all whether he did or didn't do it mm. um i think that's a solid and then and then again you know for like a for like existential purpose i would like to go back to a period before the agricultural revolution and just see how we functioned as hunter gatherers yeah um which i feel is kind of like the lifestyle that we're still biologically and and mentally catered to that's kind of like what we still yearn for in a way you know and um i and and the thing is the the thing is i don't even really need a time machine literally to do that because there are still some traditional societies that that exist today mostly in you know northern africa and stuff um but yeah i just feel like man we uh, we just belong in the woods. We belong in the wild, just wiling out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, you know, we belong under Mother Nature's oppressive regime out, you know, other than fellow humans' oppressive yeah. regime. Uh, so, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, those two spots I'd be, I'd be intrigued to check out and just observe and report, come yeah. back, you know, and then come back and I'll write my personal essay on, on both the things, both those I situations. I think that's good. You know, I think as you get older, like I'm 40. I turned 40 this year as well, like yourself. Awesome. I think if you'd if you'd said that to me when I was 20, yeah, where that we, you know, we belong with Mother Nature and we belong out in the woods, I would have been like, yeah, whatever, you know. But like as <laughs> yeah, you get older, I, I could not agree more. I could yeah, not yeah. agree more. I I we live in Sydney. Uh well, Jamie lives, Jamie's lucky, he lives in the mountains. So that's why I come up here to record this when I can. But I live in the heart of Sydney, so the heart of you know, the city and, and everything. And I, I just, I hate it. I hate it. I just want to move out of the city into a rural yeah. regional area um, and just live, live on the land, man. Like, you know, just it's, it's, it's maybe something when you, you hit that 35, 40 mark and you just feel, you feel about like, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And dude, I'm, I'm, I'm here in the mouth of hell. I'm in New York city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is, this is the capital. This is the capital of just, you know, run and gun pressure, um, claustrophobia, you know, crazy pace. Uh, and I've, and I've lived here my whole life. So, um, mm. it's good. And, and just this past week, uh, I was away and, uh, I, me and, um, me and my girlfriend, we went upstate. Yeah. To where it's more like rural and more just like slow down where there's like no traffic lights at all. Yeah. Just stop, just stop signs here and there, you know, and we, we did a lot of hiking, you know, we hit up a lot of trails. We, 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 we saw a lot of, you know, waterfalls, a lot of nature and stuff like that and all different spots. And um, it just felt so good to be in like the quietness, the yeah. silence of, of nature, you know, and just, Instead of the sound of traffic, you hear the sound of the falls in the background. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it just it it taps into something that's just calming and okay, this is where this is where I can kind of like shed that 
that's you know that civilized version of myself you know and, and it makes it that much harder to go back home doesn't <laughs> oh it? i've dude i i i arrived back home today earlier today dude it wasn't even five hours being back home where i just felt just demoralized i just felt like absolutely miserable already i didn't even go back to work yet you know like yeah, <laughs> yeah like me, me and my me and my housemate my best friend me and her we went to we went to somewhere in um uh in central new south wales called dubbo not long ago a couple of months ago and that's it's it's like a, a regional village like they have a zoo there which is why we went but within five minutes of leaving Dubbo it, it's just it's just beautiful lush like it's just amazing and we were only there for four days and the, the day we came back it was so depressing mm -hmm. and so not because we're back from holidays but just because we're back into the city you could when we you were there you it. could smell the air and you could breathe and then we came back to the city and it was just it was almost you smothering. Feel, yeah, you feel the pressure come back on your eyebrows. Yeah. You, you yeah. feel that you feel the pressure come back on your chest just so yeah. subtly. And you didn't yeah. even realize it was gone. Yep. But when you arrive back home and then you you feel it, you're like, oh man, you know, yeah. I guess this is like my standard state, physical state that I'm not even aware of until I change my setting in my environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's I a trip, not man. Agree more. It's a trip. I'm trying to make it in my bucket list within the next year or two to move out somewhere like that, to get out of the yeah. city because, you know, I mean, we're, we're in a world, COVID has actually done us a favor in, in one retrospect where remote working is now a thing that is common. And, yeah. you know, like I'm, I feel like as long as I do my job, what does it matter where I do it? And, sure. you know, that's so that it is a real possibility. So I've set myself a goal uh, we said, you know, within the next two to three years, we're saving and saving and just want to get out of Sydney because it's just, it's it, 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 it hurts you. I felt like it, I, I know this is weird, but it, it hurts my soul. To I know, I totally understand. <laughs> I, I, I can relate a thousand percent. I know exactly what you're talking about. It, it's it, just, yeah, don't even, yeah. That's, I, I, I think that to what you've said is just, is, is, probably again one of the and i don't say this lightly one of the better answers we've had so thank yeah. you for that yeah cities living in cities like this man it's it's yeah. it's not it's not correct we're not we're not as a species as animals i feel like you know people in the cities like this you know when you when you see like in a zoo and there's like a bear in a cage and yep. he's just like pacing back and forth in the cage yep. and they're like his handler saying, you know, he gets depressed and he doesn't want to eat anymore. He doesn't want to play. You know, mm -hmm. I, I feel like we're kind of the same way. You know, yeah. we're still basically animals and we're in this zoo. Yeah. And, you know, we, you know, it, it totally like crushes our spirit. We feel so claustrophobic and, and in a cage like this. And that's why, yeah, it's so awesome when you can just like get into like the country, you can get into nature and just feel your surrounding expand the sky seems so much larger you know <laughs> and you see stars and shit <laughs> and well you and yeah. i are talking about this if you look at you look at jamie <laughs> if you look at jamie's back window he has a forest <laughs> yeah. behind him you know so that's why i come up here you know what i mean like yeah i'm incredible. surrounded by surrounded by national park the, yeah the, the only issues we have is fire like fire season yeah, comes yeah. around and we've had a few close calls but I honestly think that's why he's so relaxed all the time, even though <laughs> he does work. It's just like you, I come up here and at the moment we're going through a bit of a wet, like a wet season. And I was just sitting there watching TV before the interview and I looked out the window and it's mist. It's got that beautiful mist coat across the trees. And I was like, yes. man, seriously. <laughs> just that's, that's, the, that's all, you know, that's all the entertainment we really need, yeah. man. That's, that's it. We don't need more than that. We no. think we do, but we don't. Yeah. no exactly i look yeah i could talk about i could talk about this for hours but let's get to the reason why you're here now before we talk about your writing uh as i said me and jamie are both musicians as well let's could do you mind if we take some time to delve into your music career sure so why, sure. Don't you, why don't you take us through how you got started in music um you know the bands that you're in and you, obviously you've had experience touring and go to different countries why don't you take us through that yeah um well okay my my original passion was writing Oh, you know, and um, even from, you know, from elementary school, 
Um, and it wasn't until just before I started like my early teenage years, I started to uh, get involved with music and, and, you know, putting, you know, some bands together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in, I played my first like official gig when I was 15 oh, wow. and, and it, and it was a bar, it was at a bar here in Queens. So, and the, you know, the legal drinking age is 21. So. <laughs> you still had seven years, you had six years to go. Yeah, six years to go. <laughs> definitely got an early start in the game. Uh, and then, and then by the time I was actually, you know, of legal drinking age, that's when uh, the first band that was in, we started, you know, doing a lot of touring, a lot of touring here in the United States and some of Canada. Um, and then uh, that first band I was in lasted about like 10 years and that band broke up. And then a few, a couple of years after that, I joined another band that I was actually a fan of when I was, you know, oh, younger. Wow. And the two original members, you know, they were a little bit older than me. And um it's 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 ironic that when I joined that band, my goal wasn't really to make it a career. I was just taking the approach of uh, I want to focus just solely on the artistry of the music and really just take it in stride. Whatever opportunities come and we can take advantage, let's do it. But um, with the first band, it was it was more like this is our dream. We're gonna try to make this a career and 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 you know do all we can, make all the sacrifices that we can while we're still young. And um, it didn't pan out. But when I joined this other band, um, I actually did get to enjoy a lot of the success that I wanted to have with my first band. Yeah. So it's weird that, you know, when I wasn't hunting for the success, that's sort of when it just naturally came. Yeah. And I basically got to check a lot of, you know, stuff, uh, a lot of like milestones of my personal list as a musician in, in the in the last band that I was in, uh, aside from making it a career. I basically got to do everything else that I wanted to do as a musician. Um, and then that last band that I was in, it broke up three years ago in 2019 and something clicked in my head where um, I said, you know, maybe it's about time that I start publishing some of my writing because I had been writing the whole time, whether it was, whether it was poetry or journaling or short stories or even comedy. Like I did stand up comedy for a little while too. Um, And, but I never shared much of it with anybody and I never published anything. And once I kind of felt like maybe, you know, not that my career in music is definitely finished, but I didn't really have an itch to join another band at that time. If, if, if anything, I had more of like, I pivoted back to my original passion, which was writing. And I'm like, you know, maybe I, I, I want to start publishing some stuff and just releasing it. Then it became like, okay, what, are, what is that process about? You know, I started from scratch, no idea how to publish a book or anything like that. I didn't have any blog or anything like that. So I just started, yeah, from a real beginner standpoint with all of it. And I'm still learning on the go and and learning the ropes of the literary arena and everything. Uh, And it's great, man. It's fun. And it's something that I can tend to every single day and do it at my pace. I control the narrative. And the feedback that I'm getting from my writing, it's just most of it is encouraging. And and it's even at the same time allowing me to learn more about myself that I didn't even really know when I was when I was younger. It really it really answered a lot of like of my inner questions and my philosophical questions just just based on expanding on 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 ideas and writing about them i'm able to like unlock all these little like inner mysteries and it's it's been a it's been an awesome interesting experience yeah coming oh, wow. from music well, music to writing yeah well that and that was our next question <laughs> the next question was the transition from writing music to writing poetry um mm-hmm. but it sounds like you never really stopped you i mean no. look at the end of the day i was i i would write like in in my band i was the vocalist so i would write the songs 
and you know it, it, it is it, it it could be a song it could be poetry like you know what i mean it, it there's not much of a, a major difference in between it but right. um is there is there was were you always writing poetry or were you was it just something that you picked up as a musician no, I, I was oh I was always writing poetry, but like I said, I never shared it with anybody. Yeah. I just wrote it, you know, sort of like as therapy for myself in a way. Mm. Uh, it's just the best way that I can express what I was, what I'd be going through at that particular time in my life, mm. and and it kind of really took uh, a big step in in bravery to actually decide to publish yeah mm. a lot of these very you know intimate thoughts and emotions you know that that were turned into lyrical prose um where where during the process i was you know i was bashing through all these different comfort zones bashing through all these walls of like shyness or you know being afraid of like exposing my 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 inner and my deepest thoughts and feelings and stuff um, because generally speaking, I'm, I'm a private person, you know, for the most part, I'm not one of those people that, you know, goes on social media and reports on my daily activities or my daily thoughts. <laughs> you mean you know? You're not a TikToker. <laughs> no, no, no. So, you know, and I did, I mean, I did write all the lyrics for the bands that I was in and, you know, that was one way for me to, you know, express a lot of these deep thoughts, but at the same time, they were sort of, you know, camouflaged a little bit in the music and with the band yeah but yeah. with like with say like a, a poetry book or, or publishing poetry it's naked you know there's no there's no band behind me there's no support it's just my thoughts there plain as day raw yeah. unfiltered and it's just it, it's it's awesome to crush through those walls of of sh of just fear fear yeah. of expressing your true self sharing your true self with the world and uh it just makes it even more rewarding when when i get you know good feedback on on the poetry because because like i know how it i know how it feels to be inspired by someone else's art someone else's literature and and the fact that you know people tell me that you know i, I may have that effect on them it's 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 so rewarding it's just like that is what it's all about um so yeah like the poetry and the and and the the books that's big time like my passion projects um i'll you know i'll continue to do that and um but i'm also very interested in diving into you know like the the journalistic world um whether it's music journalism or culture because you know, I, I have a I have interest in all these different fields of of culture and lifestyle, entertainment, sports, you know, music, um, whatever I'm interested in, you know, I enjoy writing about it and expressing my thoughts or reporting on somebody else's experiences, somebody else's thoughts. I just want to share moments with with people, and whether that's through literature or just by hanging out with them in person, you know that. I'm big on like, if I come across something that I enjoy, yeah. most of the time I, I feel like, oh man, I have to share this with somebody, mm. you know, yeah. like this deserves to be seen by somebody or experienced by someone. I, I love sharing stuff that really excites me with other people or with the masses. So um, that's, that's why writing, you know, and, and publishing is uh really turns me on because it's 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 all along those lines man of just sharing awesome ideas or, or you know or, or sharing art feelings yeah no i agree i and and sorry this is this question is just a little bit of a spin-off it's not on the list but um mm -hmm. I think that's I think that's a wonderful thing that you can do and it can be quite like you were saying it can be quite scary to 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 go this is something that you're very passionate about um how is the world going to take it so in mm -hmm. saying that, who obviously you mentioned you had a girlfriend. Was she one of the like is she one of the people that you share your works with? You started when you started putting this out. Would would you go to her or who, who, did you have people that you could go to and say, look, this is what I'm working on at the moment. Can I get some feedback rather, you know, and look, that 
before you put it out there kind of thing no i i didn't i didn't show it to anybody no? in the okay. process i i kept it private until like you know for the most part until like the release dates oh wow okay. um, yeah it, and and um i i don't really have a rhyme or reason of why i've done that maybe i'm just afraid of like getting too harsh of constructive criticism where i need to like redo something you know yeah. fully or 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 um but also at the same time i still feel like confident enough in my work where like i i appreciate constructive criticism don't get me wrong i i i i'm, I'm all for it but you know with especially with poetry it's like um I can't really expect someone to, to fully grasp where it's coming from because yeah. obviously they're not, they're not in my head. They're not in my heart, mm -hmm. you know, so they, you know, whatever feedback they have, they're, they're not really coming from the source per se, yeah. no, where, you know, and, um, it's coming from your heart. It's coming from your, yeah. you know, from yeah. this part of you, they may not see well, it. Yeah. I get you. And like, I mean, the books that I published, they have been, I have worked with, with a professional editor. So I've taken, you know, her, her constructive criticism. And I told her from the beginning, I'm like, yo, don't be afraid to just tear my shit apart. Yeah. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I want it, I want it to be as strong and as, as solid as possible. I want these thoughts to be communicated and translated as clearly as possible while still maintaining, you know, uh, an artistry to them. Um, but as far as like sharing it beforehand with like my close people in my inner circle, I, I haven't done that. I haven't done that in the process. Maybe I will if for future projects just to like experiment. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, for the most part, I've kept it private until like it's time to be released and, and, and promoted and stuff. And, and in sorry, in saying that, have you had people that have been surprised and, and, and when they've read it and they've gone, wow, like this is actually really powerful and they, they, oh. can, they can relate to you on that level? Oh, yeah. No, it yeah. continuously, continuously to this day. Um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people, they were super shocked when I first, you know, promoted my first book. And, and you know, a lot of people... Uh, and then especially when they read the book and didn't know that, you know, I had gone through, you know, such dark times in my life and, and everything, because, you know, we all put on these masks for the public. And um, when I when I publish poetry, it's just I'm exposing, you know, my my naked, vulnerable, inadequate self, you know, and and. And at the same time, like I said, when people give me feedback and they say like, oh, I, I feel the exact same way. I know exactly what you're talking about. And um, it's just awesome that, you know, you're writing something that I wish I can say to people. Uh, and, you're, you know, you're putting it in such a way where like I, I can't articulate it even in my own head, but reading your stuff it, it you know it's it's sort of like making it clear in my own head um yeah it's it's uh it's it came to a shock it, it came as a shock to a lot of people uh especially family family members um because yeah they with anybody it's it's you never really know what's going on behind the scenes what's going on in their head and well, that's uh, right yeah exactly yeah. No, I was going to say, like, I was very intrigued when Jamie first brought up the interview and he, you know, because I, I, I'm, I, we were in punk bands, but I'm a massive, massive metal fan. Um, yeah. And I thought, oh, well, okay. And, and then I said, oh, so he, he's also a writer. And he said, and Jamie said, yeah, he writes poetry. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be really interesting because I, <laughs> you know, it's not, it's generally, even though, as you say, with songwriting, it can be like inter intertwinable, but those two things don't generally go go together. And I feel now that we've had this chat, the beginning of the chat, the way that you're explaining it, it, it makes perfect sense. I couldn't see it any other way. So especially because, you know, the, the bands that I've been in have been really heavy. 
death metal, crazy nice. shit. Nice. You know, where, where I'm just like growling, screaming, yelling, <laughs> you know, it's not, you know, it's really, really heavy, really, really just like balls out. Yeah. Animalistic. And then, you know, then there's, here's my poetry, you know. Like. <laughs> yeah. And, and, I, think, I think I find that it's, you know, it's, it's interesting. And to me, that would, would grab me to buy, like if I, if I didn't meet you through this interview, it would sort of grab me, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to check this out because yeah. they're two different ends of the extreme, but they're not really when you talk about no. it, you know, what it's, I mean? like it's, yeah. Cause the content, the content of the lyrics that I, that I wrote for, for bands and then for poetry it's it's all along those same lines it's very you know for the most part it's dark yeah um it's dark it's raw it's uh it it, it 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 evolves around a lot of like philosophy and and you know mental health mm -hmm. um which you know a lot of people can relate to especially in 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 modern times oh definitely mm -hmm. um and, and like at at you know, at the same time, it's just, it's just a different delivery of, of the same content. I was just going to say that you know? it's a, the same message just delivered yeah. in two different extremes. Yeah. And it's cool because like, uh, in promoting this new book, I've done podcasts, you know, that are music oriented where, you know, they, they promote me as, you know, the singer of, of my former bands. And then, you know, we talk about my book Yeah, and, uh, it's 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 cool, you know, getting people in the chat, and uh, and and that they're showing interest to begin with is awesome, you know. And then because I mean, typically, people hardly even read the lyrics for for the bands. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's it's cool and it's refreshing to know that people actually still read lyrics, mm -hmm. and you know, are are intrigued enough to to even read poetry. You know, poetry is such a, a a, a specific niche it's such a like a you know it's it's not really a super popular niche yeah. for yeah. literary um it's a real like acquired taste like even me myself i don't read a lot of poetry myself mm. i like to write it and i'll i'll read other people's stuff i have you know some some personal favorites but for the most part when i read books they're normally not they're normally non-fiction yeah and you know, I, I'm I'm real interested in like evolutionary biology and anthropology and history. I like reading yeah. that kind of stuff, but I just love writing poetry. You know? Yeah. <laughs> now, no, that's like me. I like I like writing fiction, but I prefer reading nonfiction. You yeah. Know? Like I'm 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 huge on history, especially Australian history, because we've got um, some pretty um, crazy stuff that's happened in our short past. But um. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, do we want to just move on to talk a little bit about your first book? Okay. Uh, yeah. The first, the first poetry collection, it was titled "How Much Is Self Worth: Ruminations of a Rented Slave," and um, there are actually some poems in there that that I had written like 20 years prior, oh, wow. and I just you know brought them back, revised them, and included them in the book, and um, like. I, I purposely wrote that book without much of a of a background, you know, studying how to write poetry or like really looking into the craft. I just wanted to write it straight up from my lyrical prose approach that I took, you know, writing lyrics for bands. And it wasn't until after I published that first book where I actually did start to take a deep dive into the craft of poetry itself. So like with this new book with Powerless Machine, um, it does read and look more, you know, like poetry. Yeah. Uh, the, but the first book is, is just, it's more like stream of consciousness. Um, and it, it goes, it, it can go on like weird tangents here and there. A, uh, a good portion of it is, is centered around like mental health, personal experiences, dealing with depression, um, personal experiences dealing with uh a lot of the 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 crazy stuff that happens here in new york city um and then also just all like the existential pressures of modern society 
that 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 you know that get put on us as a species as as people um and it's just it's just like recognizing your worth you know recognizing your self-worth being able to define it and coming to terms with it and then it's about okay what are you willing to do to cultivate that and you know to be able to uh make your surroundings better for everybody else involved and at the same time you know maintaining your own personal sense of like well-being and your own personal sense of self-worth uh it's it's a you know it's more about like making whatever sacrifices need to be made in order to uh you know achieve a sense of of self-worth um and I had I, I had no idea what to expect with the with the reaction or the sales. And I was pleasantly surprised with how well it did for in, for indie release and my first book. Like when I wrote that manuscript, it was handwritten first. Oh, and, cool. <laughs> and, and then once it, once I felt it was finished, I guess. And then I was like, OK, now, how the hell do I turn this notepad into a book? What what the hell is that process like? And um, I was lucky that I had a friend of mine, his name's Ed Flora. He had published a novel maybe the year before and he, he published it independently also. Uh, it's like a horror, it was a horror novel mm. uh, called Ropes in the Attic and a great book. I, I, I bought a copy and I read it, it was awesome. So I, I came to him first and, I, and you know I, I asked him for advice on how the hell to turn a manuscript into a book and everything he gave me and he was very helpful giving me like a step-by-step -step process uh to where i was finally like okay i'm ready to to publish and you know there was just a lot of like panicking along the way and just like i don't know what the hell i'm doing you know i'm i'm not i feel you know i feel like oh man i'm not tech savvy enough to like make this work and figure this out a big, big learning experience that first book. Uh, but uh, I was just, it, it was just awesome to like power through again, power through the fear yeah. and, 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 the and the doubt, you know, and the self-sabotage, you know, and just power through it. Even if you have to like break down and cry, just, you know, get the bitching out of your system and then proceed. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, if, if you feel overwhelmed, and like, okay, maybe you need a moment to just like collapse yep. and be like, I don't know what I'm doing. Let that, let that process happen. And then, and then once you kind of get over that hurdle, then, then it was back to like, okay, let's, let's, let's take it step by step and do it one thing at a time. However it has to get done, it's going to get done. And it's, and it got done and it was great to just put it out there and, and, and have no expectations really on sales or whatever, but it was awesome just like the reaction that it got it was it's just like it, it felt so good man that's great so um with with your new one coming out the powerless machine did you find that easier to put together and to write because of the first one or or were you trying to be a little bit more finical you know nitpicky with the second one the the process the process was easier as far as like figuring out um how how to how to self-publish uh straight through amazon you know and and yeah. once you do it once you do it once it's just very easy to replicate the process um and again i used the same editor uh, shelby newsom the same editor to to do this book so i already had experience working with her so that that was easy to go through that process and again you know she 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 was she didn't hold anything back as far as like make giving me notes and and you know making suggestions and telling me like oh you know this part i really don't understand what you're trying to say here try to like reword this to make it come across clearer um so that was that 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 wasn't overwhelming this time either um and then yeah just like the simple the symbol like trivial steps of like buying an isbn number and stuff like that yeah. where like first go around it was overwhelming like i don't know what the hell i'm doing this time around i was like okay i'll assign the number to this new book and this is how this is how you do it and this and that 
Um, as far as marketing the book goes, this time I kind of took a, a different approach where um, I reached out uh, to people like yourself who have podcasts because I feel like as I've been able to like promote the book straight from from me speaking about it, it, it gar it's garnering more like attention. It's garnering more intrigue. Mm -hmm. as opposed to the first book i just really promoted it more like in newsletters buying ad space uh on on websites and stuff like that where i, I didn't feel it was a it affected the sales all that much i just feel like it was kind of like a waste of money after a while uh this time around i wanted to really just like put myself out yeah. there more to talk about the book and and especially doing podcasts where you know, they'll, they'll allow people to, to chime in, in the chat, ask me questions straight up. And that's, that's been a lot more effective, uh, as far as generating interest in, in this new book. Um, so yeah, it's this, this time around, it's, it's been easier to go through this process. Yeah. I haven't felt like overwhelmed really at all. And, uh, but at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm always trying to experiment. I'm always trying to, 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 to take new routes to, to market it or, um, and to get the, you know, put the word out there. I mean, and, and I appreciate you guys for taking me on and, and bringing me on here. I mean, and it's funny, like I, uh, I just, um, you know, amongst sales of my first book, I saw that there was a sale from, from Australia I'm thinking to myself, wow, you know, I, there's a part of me I wish, you know, I knew who that was or how the hell they even heard of me over there, you know. Uh, so that's awesome, man. That's that's one that's you know that's one thing about like technology and and you know the World Wide Web. That's just really cool that you can you know we can kind of like just like we're doing right now. We can communicate on yeah. different ends of the globe. Uh, and just we can share ideas with each other um and but you know also at the same time it kind of just like shrinks shrinks the playing field to be ruled over you know it kind of like keeps everybody you know easier it's easier to track everybody and keep everybody you know under the umbrella um keep everybody connected but, uh, I, yeah, I agree yeah. with what you're saying about the way you're promoting this book by coming on podcasts like ours and, and it, it, it's, it shows how passionate you are and people mm -hmm. will be more likely to, like, I'm not, I can speak from personal experience. I, yeah. I have bought so many books from people that we've <laughs> interviewed since we started doing this a, a couple of years ago. And it's because mm -hmm. I can feel the passion and I can yeah. feel how much that it, it, not only how much it means to you, but how much of your, yourself you put into these things and yeah, yeah. that will anytime i can see that or i hear a podcast or i i see an interview on youtube or something um and then i can feel it i'm like you know what i'm going to check this out i may not like it but it's gotten me in the door and i may right. end up being a fan for life you know what i mean and then i get so much more than that aside from mm -hmm. a facebook post you know what i mean right of course yeah and and you know getting back to what i was saying before man it's just I just want to share, you know, share in, in something that, that I enjoy. And really, I, I just want, I just want people to recognize the, the, the power that they have in themselves, you know, and just uh, if, if I can, you know, inspire somebody, even if it's, even if they, not necessarily if they want to write a book or whatever, but like, if somebody's feeling a little bit like, have self-doubts if they want to like pursue a career or something like that you know i, I kind of want to like put that impression out there just through my work that listen you know go for it even if you even if you feel like it's it's impossible or people are telling you like oh it's that's not a career or or that won't work or nobody's done that before like i hate and and it happens to me too i just hate seeing people just become discouraged and then they like give up on something yeah prematurely you know without like writing it out as far as they can that shit just like it really frustrates me especially when i can see the potential in somebody yeah and like 
and 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 I'll, I'll and you know I'll, I'll I'll ask them oh what's 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 been going on with this project or that project, and they'll be like oh, I don't know you know it's, it's, I kind of really like gave up on it it wasn't really like I wasn't really like confident in what was what I was doing, uh, like you know somebody somebody criticized it and it kind of just like you know totally like shot me down. I'm like you know and I just want to say like nah man fuck that you know fuck what fuck what one person is saying about your shit mm -hmm. like you know it's just one person you know just for that for that one person there's like 10 or 20 other people that may be into it and they you may never even know it you yeah, know they yeah. may not express it to you at all ever yep. and you'll never find out that they that they dig your shit but they're out there yep you know and and just don't you know just don't put hyper focus on that one asshole yeah. <laughs> that's probably that's probably just like jealous ultimately that they themselves can't like make anything happen 100%. you know and like i said man like powerless machine this new book it's you know a lot of it is about that man a lot of it is like overcoming those feelings of powerlessness mm -hmm. man and just like propping yourself up and just kind of knocking down those walls of of doubt and and fear you know because ultimately deep down we are free we we do have autonomy and it's just like modern cultures you know where they kind of dupe us into thinking we don't into thinking yeah. you know that we're just more and more like machines and we're just here to do jobs and we're just here to serve our function to society it's like, no, man, we're way more than that. We're, we're way more freer than that, than we're led to believe. Uh, that's, that's, you know, that's one of the main messages I want to have come across in, in Powerless Machine, this new book. You know, I, I want, I want, I want people to be, to be reminded of what they have inside of them, myself included. I need to remind myself constantly, like, yo, even though, you know, I, I have my routines and I have my day job and stuff like that. Ultimately, I am free to to pursue what I what I wish, you know, what that's within my power. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's just even if you have to just remind yourself every day, even if you have to like lie to yourself. Ultimately, you know, you'll train your brain into just recognizing reality and the truth. It's like, yeah, man, we're here to just we're here to just connect with each other and just share in moments with each other. That's what it's all about, man. It's not about establishing a, this grand lucrative career or you know getting the next ill iphone you know it, it's not about that man it's just about connections and relationships and love you know and just having good times with people and making memories that's that's all this is yep. you want to have a story to tell at the end you oh, know yeah. and and there's there's a poem in powerless machine it's called look to the deathbed and really that's it, man. Like when you're on your deathbed, you, you just want to be able to look back and, 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 and know that you had this awesome story that, that you went mm -hmm. through, you know, and then you didn't leave anything on the table, you know? Oh, uh, I wow. did, you've definitely got me interested in purchasing <laughs> this and your other one. So tell us when, when's it coming out? Where can we get it? Where can our listeners get it? Where can, cause we want to spread the word as much as possible. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, Powerless Machine actually comes out this Tuesday, the fifteenth, uh, on Amazon. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's available in ebook. I mean, the the pre order is live. It's been live for the ebook. Okay. Um, but then on the fifteenth, the paperback is also available. Um, and my first book, the same deal. My first book, it's available on Amazon. Uh, the first book, I actually recorded the audio book for it also. Excellent. Um, wow. You this, did that this time, I yeah, I narrated it myself. Excellent. You know, I had I had my old guitar player record it and everything. It was oh, a lot right. of fun. Uh yeah, you can you can hear the first book in my my boring ass, you know, New York drawl. No, uh, no, no. Look, I, I, I'm more likely to get an audio book if it's actually read by the author. I, I tell you yeah. that because it's there. It's your your passion, it's your yeah. words. I'm, you're gonna get a better experience if you're reading it than if you know, Joe Blow mm -hmm. is reading it. So I'm more likely to buy the audio book on Amazon if it's done by the actual author. Yeah. You could also no, consider doing a, a growling version as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. For the fans. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. 
I mean, <laughs> I, I'm down. I'm down. I just need like the music behind me. I need I need the foundation behind yeah. me. <laughs> and then and then okay. Then then when when it comes time to mix the audio, then you could you can erase all the music. Then you'll just have the vocal track. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah, yeah we're guy. You're all across it already. Yeah. You don't need us. You don't need our suggestions. Yeah. <laughs> it was always it was always funny in the recording process when when we we'd be going into the into the into the mixing, and they would isolate my vocal track, and I just hear yeah. my voice <laughs> with no music, and yeah. it just sounds like I'm a psychopath. We <laughs> <laughs> get yeah. where like and 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 uh, getting back to like you know the benefits of writing as opposed to being in a band, especially as a singer, because as a singer, I wasn't able to practice my instrument here at home. Yeah, exactly. You know, because if I sang the way I sang for my bands here at home, <laughs> people would think, you know, there's, there's Someone a being murder murdered. happening, yeah. <laughs> you know, but with writing, I can, I can do that anytime I want every single day. And, and, and it's good. And I love no it. Problem. Uh, yeah. No problem. I, I always, I, <laughs> I always wondered, you know, how how some of the the death metals. Like I'm a I'm a big Slipknot fan, um, and and I always wondered. Like I think Corey Taylor has one of the best voices in in the world, and that's just my opinion. But I always wondered if he if he ended up ever doing some practice at home when before they were majorly famous. If if how yeah. the if there was any police called because oh, of you know. <laughs> well, I mean, it, in Iowa, maybe he didn't. Yeah, maybe his yeah. neighbors. Maybe his neighbors weren't, you know, all that close. <laughs> but but here in New York City, I mean, I mean yeah. I, here, in my, here in my apartment, I have two families that that live in the two levels above me. Yeah. And I have, you know, buildings, you know, that are just feet wide next to me of, of, of space. So I'm surrounded by, you know, a bunch of people in close quarters. So <laughs> they'll they'll hear they'll hear it for sure. I mean, growling. <laughs> Uh, I love yeah. it. Oh, that's awesome. no, well, so make sure. So you said to come the uh, Powerless Machine comes out on the fifteenth of November. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. On oh, Amazon. Get the digital book. You were saying it's already available for pre-sale. The ebook, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. on the fifteenth, we've got the paperback as well coming out. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'll oh, be well. jumping on after we finish recording to put my print because I'm a digital reader. I just don't have the like. I, I I have I have all my old books, but I, I'm a massive horror fan too. So I read a lot of Stephen King, which is about nice. a billion pages per book. So oh, it's easy yeah. to take my Kindle <laughs> or my my iPad and have Kill all it. of these books on there. Um, you know, as opposed to carrying around like thousands of pages of books. So um, I'm definitely a digital reader. So I will be uh, I'll jump on and pre-order it myself. So that'll be two sales from Australia. Awesome, man! I appreciate. <laughs> so it. Did, you, did you did you did you like Terrifier too? By the way, sorry. Oh, I did haven't seen like... it yet. I haven't seen it. Okay. No, I keep seeing good things because I I we've only just got Shutter out here too. So I've just been delving into like I I've never seen the VHS series. I've been delving into those with it, but I haven't seen Terrifier two yet. I've yeah. seen the clown, like the pictures of the clowns it's, and everything. So yeah, I'm gonna check it fun. out. It's fun. It's fun, you know. Okay. And uh, there's another new one, new new one that came out called Barbarian. I you saw know, that. That was yeah. Bill Skarsgård. I, I did not. Yeah, we won't spoil it for anything. That's a, me and my housemate watched it last weekend. It's amazing. Yeah, it's it's oh. wild. That Barbarian actually haunted me more than Terrifier too. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. You know, just, yeah. There's some crazy like, shit yeah. at the end of that movie. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> And that, oh, no, yeah, that, 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 Jamie's not a yeah, massive that, horror fan, so he he won't have seen it. But I <laughs> I heard good things about it when when it came out. The top, even the I, I love Bill Skarsgård, and yeah. um, as soon as the, the title came out, and I'm like, I read the synopsis, and I thought, okay, you know what, let's check it out. So we put it on, and oh, such a good movie. It was good, yeah. It was good misdirection, like in that yeah. first half. You oh, thought, you know, I, I, I want to check out Terrify too. I'm gonna, I might do that when I get home. That's I've heard nothing yeah, good things. It's fun. It's a fun. Just you know, he's he's kind of like Freddy Krueger. You know, yeah. he's just funny. <laughs> he's just funny, but he's but he's more brutal. He's just yeah. way more brutal. Well, I've I've heard that it's it's had people turning it off and stuff. That stuff doesn't affect me too much. I haven't ever no. turned off a horror movie, but um, that's a good sign for me. So, it I can it it kind of ruins serial for me. 
Yeah. And and you'll see. Yeah, you'll okay. see in the movie. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know once I've watched it in the next day or two. <laughs> I can't look at cereal the same way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Uh, well, on that note, thank you so much for coming on, Michael. Awesome. Thank you for having me, man. And, and um, please reach out to us. Uh, once I'm sure there's another book in the works after Powerless Machine, when you're ready to promote that, jump on because it's been a great chat. We'd love to have you back. Absolutely, man. Thank you again. This has been a ton of fun. Excellent. And uh, before we let you go, you just want to let us know, let our listeners know where they can learn more oh, about yeah. you. Um, if you've got a website or your socials or wherever you want people to stalk you. Yeah. I mean, I'm on, I'm on most of the social website. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. Uh, uh, it's pretty much like Michael Centrone writer yep. on, on all those pages. Um, I also have a blog on medium.com. So yep. it's michaelcentrone.medium.com. Uh, and on that blog, you know, there's some poetry that I'll post. I'll, I'll post some op-eds. I'll post some personal essays. Um, and yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much it as far I, I'm, I'm still dragging my feet on, on making my own website. That's definitely something that's like, I, I need to take care of as sooner than later. Mm-hmm. But for now, yeah, I'm just, I'm on, I'm on most of the social media platforms, Michael Centrone writer. And yeah, I have a, a blog on medium.com. Excellent. Thank you very much. Well, thank you very much. And don't forget guys, the book's out. Uh, on Amazon on the 15th of November. That's The Powerless Machine. And try and make sure you jump on and pick up How Much Is Self Worth, which is currently out as well. Awesome. Thank you. Um, before I let you go, say hi to Spider-Man and the Ninja Turtles when, next time you see them. <laughs> Hell yeah. Awesome. I love it. I love it. <laughs>